It's Andy Bush and Richie Firth here. Hello. Aga do do do. We didn't cover that earlier. Yeah, that would have been good for it, wouldn't it? But to you, podcast listener, <laughs> I sound so drunk. I've been in the people's lottery. <laughs> we'll start again. Yes. Uh, Andy Bush and Richie Firth here. Aga do do do. Push pineapple. What is the next line of that? Up a tree, I think, isn't it? Push a pineapple up a tree. Shake the tree. Shake Push the pineapple, tree. shake a tree. It's definitely not shake a tree. Do you know what? Do it um, one more time. Yes. Good. Good. Do, do, do. Push pineapple, shake a tree. Nah, I'm not having that. Do you know what? This is going to make no sense to you whatsoever, uh, half-board listener, because you haven't heard the show yet. Yeah, you didn't bother, didn't you? You didn't listen to the show, and now you don't know what's going on. So your bemusement is your own fault, actually. Hang on one second. We don't just chuck. Sorry, this just berating the half borders. Aga do do do. Push pineapple, shake the tree. Aga do do do. Push pineapple, grind coffee. To the left, to the right. Jump up and down and to the knees. Come and dance every night. Sing with the hula melody. Wow, producer Adam was correct. It is. Push pineapples up a tree. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Worst, worst ever start to a podcast. <laughs> if you make it to the end of this one, thank you so much. Let's just say all will be revealed. Why we're talking about that song, why we're singing it, is on the way next. And don't review this podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with Hometime, the soundtrack to having soaking wet shoes. <laughs> My shoes are absolutely soaking. State of them. Are they canvas? Uh, they're like tennis shoes. I don't know what yeah. I was doing this morning. Poor choice. What was I thinking? Uh, Absolute Radio on a Thursday. Good to have your company. It's ten past four. It is good to be here dressed normally today. Yesterday for Halloween, I was made up to look like Teen Wolf. And you looked a million dollars. It was absolutely fantastic. And I don't have a beef at all with how I was made up to look yesterday. I thought I looked fantastic. The makeup was great. The costume was great. The hair and the beard was fantastic. But I did wonder, what's it going to be like when I leave this studio at seven o'clock and I head home? There was a, there was. A- I would say a frisson of excitement as you as you left the building at yeah. the end of the show and you kind of headed off hoping to, you know, maybe turn a few heads at Liverpool Street Station. I thought I would be adding to the fun of some people's commute home on Halloween. The best and bit I... was also as well, watching you kind of walk down the road dressed as a dog. This did come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Richie. I tell you what, it was nothing like what I expected it to be. Oh, really? Nothing at all. When you consider that my journey home was at 7 o'clock and it takes into account part tube journey, part hanging around for 15 minutes on a major London station waiting for a platform to come up, Mm -hmm. then an overground train journey for half an hour home. In that time, and I, I promise you I'm not making any of this up for dramatic effect, two people laughed. Right, that's literally out of all those people you've walked past dressed as Teen you. Wolf. I promise you, all right? London oh. has this rep of a really, ah, oh, such a cool place to be. No, I'm sorry. It, it, it wasn't last night. Everyone is so, like, consumed with themselves in their own little bubble. Yeah. No one's up for a laugh. People just sort of tutting or looking oh, or walking Richie. around their devices. I couldn't believe it. It was a soul-destroying experience. I genuinely thought it would be more like this. Oh. 
So did I. And I reckon in another city somewhere in the UK, it would have been more fun. But here, everyone's just so sort of like, oh, seen so it all before. Do you know the thing is with it? I think in London, London's the kind of place where if you went into work with toothpaste all over the side of your face, no one would point <laughs> it out. Do you know, they wouldn't even mention it. Do you know what I mean? And then there was the other side of it as well. I, I'm thinking about the movie. Teen Wolf was one of my favourite movies of the 80s. And yeah. I thought to myself, if this was actually what it was really like for Scott Howard, what a dull movie it would have been. Yeah, everyone just be completely fine with him walking oh, look. around. It's a wolf playing basketball. It's a bloke, it's a wolf. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Actually, Richie, Sylvanas has tweeted to say, OMG, Richie, you're so right. People in London are so grumpy. If I'd have seen Team Wolf on the platform at a train station, I'd have definitely said, surf is most definitely up. <laughs> I there would have go. appreciated that. If she was there... Moral support and everything. The only upside of the whole going home dressed as Team Wolf was actually get, was actually getting in through the front door. My wife was more excited to see me as a wolf yeah. than she was on any other given day. It's your, I, I didn't know whether she would be horrified by it or not, but she put a few like pictures up. And stuff, oh, didn't she? pictures up and everything. She was wanting to be she was wanting to be pictured with her her husband slash wolf. She was loving that Wolf Man. Yeah. You, actually, weirdly enough, funny you should say that the the the, the most. Uh, interesting intriguing bit about your journey home last night for me was the photo that natalie put up of you sat down having your tea when you got back that was a weird experience yeah because you take you took all your hair and team wolf jacket off but you still had face makeup on which is unusual <laughs> the jacket the jacket would it just didn't breathe and, yeah. so that was a very hot experience the hair and all that was really sort of scratchy so you wanted to take that off and i just sat down at the dinner table still in full makeup eating my omelette you had an omelette and i was yeah. just thinking to myself i just literally literally homed in on the omelette and thought to myself, good for him having an omelette. Because you don't see them much these days. An omelette for tea. When was the last time anyone had an omelette for tea in the I've evening? I've got to be honest, you know I, mean? I haven't had one for tea for ages and I was delighted. Just a bog-standard cheese and ham omelette. That's all it was. But don't you think you don't see them enough these no, days? No, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, fair enough. You might see them. They're still obviously immortalised if you go to the front of any traditional cafe. They're normally in those photographs <laughs> out the front. Uh, but you very rarely see people having omelettes anymore. I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm beating the drum for omelettes on my own. It's Do like a I mean? forgotten meal almost. In many ways, you're absolutely right. Maybe it's... It's just the pinnacle or the tip of the iceberg of all these meals that maybe it's, you know, occasionally during the week you should save some space in the routine to have maybe Wednesday nights, have forgotten dinner night. <laughs> you know, and bring these meals back that are going to be lost at some point soon. Yeah. Corn beef hash, for yes, example. Come, corn beef hash is amazing and it's such a shame that it's kind of dropped out because it's not fashionable anymore. Do you know it's what I mean? It's definitely forgotten, I'll give you that much. <laughs> it's definitely forgotten. If you have a meal that has been forgotten that maybe you occasionally have or you think this needs to be brought back, let us know, 8, 12, 15. We've got James next. Welcome at Tesco Mobile. After Richie got in last night and had a cheese omelette, which I commend him for, Thank you. trying to bring back omelettes and everything, we're talking about forgotten meals. Meals that have fallen by the wayside. You might have had them as a kid, you've not had them in years. Particularly keen to bring back the omelette as like a regular thing. 8, 12, 15, a text to show. Steve says, Bush, I have omelettes for tea every week. In fact, tonight is egg night. He has a night of the week that's egg night. So hang on, hang on. Where hang does on. that leave There's to... not much scope, is there? No, well, no, no, I disagree. You can scramble Omelette, egg in many ways. Scrambled egg, uh, fried egg, ham, egg, and chips. Yeah, poached. Poached eggs. It's quite posh. Poached eggs for your tea? That's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like you're in hospital. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like Sheila in Hull's house. She's texted, I'm cooking a corned beef hash and a cottage pie oh. at this very moment in time. It's my mum, Geraldine's speciality corned beef hash. <laughs> love it, absolutely love it. Uh, hi, Richie and Butch. Uh, I'm having cheese and ham omelette once a week at the moment. It's a building site tradition, says Peter the Sparky, currently on the A12 in traffic. Cooking it on a building site? That's a bit weird. I think there's some form of tradition amongst his workmates. They always have it a particular night. Cheese and ham omelette. Uh, Derek, in Crowthorne, I did my wife an omelette and a jacket spud for tea last night. Yeah. As she didn't fancy the pork chops my son and I were having. So that is an omelette and jacket spud combo. When is her weightlifting competition there, mate? (laughs) What's going on with that? That's weird combo that is uh, Lisa said my husband took me to Paris on Monday for my 40th birthday I had a ham and cheese omelette for lunch in a lovely restaurant by Notre Dame Cathedral nicest omelette I've ever had I bet the French do a posh omelette I bet they do I bet they moan making it though Absolute Radio if you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you okay let's get on with it then the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I really hope the work we're doing right now means that more people are going to go home to an omelette tonight yes. than were before listening to today's show. We've hopefully, bearing in mind it's you know, 4.36 right now, we've got the chance, hopefully the opportunity to change people's minds about what they're having for their tea tonight. And change the course of history. You've got to remember yes. what's going on here, right? I think everybody knows that there are names like Gary that are soon going to be gone. Yes, gone to a generation. R.I.P. the Garys. Indeed. And let that not be the fate of the omelette. No. And that's what we're trying to do here. There are forgotten meals that if we don't give them a little bit of love are just going to disappear. Share them now. Make them spoken about so that people remember them. The team at the Leeds Steampunk Market say they always have eggy fried bread for breakfast when they're off to the swimming pool. Beautiful. Protein for I swimming. Love the, I love the concept of a load of people dressed in steampunk gear having eggy <laughs> bread before going for a swim. Uh, Diane says, uh, uh, cheese and potato pie. That's a bit grim, isn't it? That's a bit between the wars, Diane. Diane, you Diane that? do you know what? I reckon I would uh, dive into that. Uh, Kirsty McDonald says, what about goblin puddings? What is goblin puddings? I don't know what a goblin pudding is. I've never heard of that I before. I need to check that one. That's a bit strange. Uh, Ian in Stratford, the all-time pick-me-up meal... Fish finger sandwiches. Oh. It's not really a meal, but it's beautiful. Love a fish finger sandwich. Can I ask you a question? Do you bother doing them on the grill or do you stick them in the oven? What, fish fingers? Yeah. Uh, I would do both, but I would probably do grill because it's going to be quicker. No, I know, but it's asking for trouble. In what way? Well, you, you ruin them. They always burn. If you, if, you could be looking at a fish finger, right, on the grill. Look at it, look at it, look at it. You hear a bird maybe just land on your <laughs> windowsill. Look to your right. Oh, it's a little robin. That's early in the year. Turn back. They're on fire. Uh, I need to feed back. There's still a lot of love for crispy pancakes. Jane's on her way home to Sheffield right now. Crispy pancakes. And then finally for now, Sarah and Hemel Hempstead. She says, I had for dinner last night what I would consider to be a forgotten kid's meal. I'm 40 three years old and I had potato waffles, wow. crispy pancakes wow. and beans. It was the best dinner in ages. Sounds great. Get yourself down Londis now and choose your new tea. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Can we just talk very quickly about 111? 
One one one. You the know NHS that NHS thing, yeah. NH- I think it's called NHS Direct. I think it's called that. It's this phone line you can call twenty four seven. If you uh, probably as a parent get yourself wound up a little bit and just need a second, mm. uh, a bit of advice, second opinion on something, and you work yourself up into a bit of a frenzy. Uh, we called it last night uh, about my baby daughter's tummy button. Okay, she's only eight <laughs> weeks old. <laughs> okay, it's amazing how you can wind yourself up. It always yeah. goes like this. You, you notice something. And you think, oh, okay, that maybe looks a little bit weird. Let's go online. Worst thing you can do. Yes. Or always ends in like absolute terror. So you think, oh, I'll just have a second opinion. We'll call 111. Uh, and it's just basically, you know, when you cut the umbilical cords and stuff like that, sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, time to heal up properly. Yeah. And it was a bit gacky the other night. So I thought, give them a quick call. Uh, and look, let me just caveat this by saying, uh, I think it's brilliant that we've got a feature like this. You wouldn't have this in America, would no, you? No, you wouldn't, no. Very lucky to have the NHS. But for me, the problem with 111, and you might have the same thing if you've called them about anything, whether it's big or small, is the questions they have to ask you via a script at the very start. <laughs> okay? Anyone else had this situation? <laughs> Kid you not, I was on the blower last night. Just It was just about a slightly gacky belly button. There was no real issue at all. I just wanted some, you know, uh, advice from a yeah. nurse or whatever. And and immediately, they said, the woman said, okay, about the belly button, that's great. Can I just ask you a few questions first before we go on? I was like, yeah, absolutely, no problem. I thought, here's them just trying to ascertain exactly what the issue is. And I kid you not, it was like, are her arms limp? Has her face gone blue? How about eyes roll back? She's got boils on her back of her feet exploded. Is her hair on fire? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I just think, I don't know if anyone else had this situation. By the end of it, and this is like, I'm not joking, five minutes of these questions. Have a, has her toe swollen up? Hives. Uh, by the end of it, I was just a nervous wreck. And you wish nervous. you hadn't rung. I can't, I mean, if anything, it told me quite, it taught me quite a good lesson about just, you know, Shut up and stop asking, asking for people's help with parenting. But 111, great. Love the NHS. Just relax it on the questions a little bit, yeah? The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. I don't know how this has happened, but I've agreed to DJ at my eight-year-old daughter's uh, school disco. That's a big gig. Isn't it weird? Like, my job, let me be completely honest with you, my job has been an absolute irrelevance for her entire schooling career because there's always been parents that have, have, like, done jobs that you can actually do something tangible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, Barry's dad's a carpenter. He can make a crib for the nativity (laughs) scene. Or Jenny's mum's an art teacher. She can help with the play in the background and whatever. Uh, Being a radio presenter, completely useless until they were desperate for someone to play the songs and it's tomorrow night right okay, okay. I've had ages to sort this out haven't really thought about it now times have been busy and so there's no well. set ready for tomorrow no no set I've got oh, absolutely right. nothing and this is why I'm in a bit of a spin about it because I'm bricking it because I don't know what to play they're, they're eight years old and above uh, my daughter and her friends if you stand in the school queue with them and you try and drop any jokes or anything like that, they're brutal <laughs> absolutely brutal and I'm all at sea because we grew up in different times mm. right Right? And I used to work in a lot of holiday camps doing glass collecting and bar work and stuff like that. Back in those days, there was a different concept of party music. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Party yeah. songs. Yeah. You look at a party song now and, and play a party song to an eight-year-old wise guy like my daughter, she'd be like, what the hell is this? For example, like, here's a little montage of some of the songs that uh, I, maybe you as well, have grown up with as party songs that you might have heard at a school disco. Have a listen to these. Oh, classic. Macarena. Oh, classic. I, not an eight-year-old, surely, though. Remember this? Superman. Yes. Superman, do the actions with it. <laughs> Once again, I've never seen this in an eight-year-old's disco. I did it at university. <laughs> yeah. A classic. Now, this is brilliant. The Music Man by, is it Black Lace? Black Lace, Black yeah. Lace. I swear, this would actually go off if you played it in a club anywhere. 
Friday, Saturday night. Get out of town. They'd no, 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 shut me time. out. No, 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 no. That would go off. Really? Yes. Because at the moment, I've got a completely blank playlist. But you're saying to me, on record, right now, no, no, 13 no, no. minutes past five, that uh, Black Lace, uh, the music man, would go down a treat tomorrow night. Black Lace, music man, won't work tomorrow night at your school disco, but in a big, big nightclub, that would go down. Well, I, I reckon maybe there's the, the opportunity to play Black Lace tomorrow. Who knows? I'll put it to the vote, right? If you reckon, again, I haven't got a clue what the kids are into these days with stuff. If Here's the question. If I played Black Lace, dropped it like halfway through my set, <laughs> would a load of eight-year-olds enjoy it, yes or no? The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. So I've agreed to DJ at my eight-year-old daughter's school disco tomorrow night. Got no songs down at all or anything, so I need your help on this. The bone of contention is this next song. Uh, would a load of eight-year-olds enjoy Music Man by Black Lace? <laughs> different times, Richie. They were different times. It's not going to work for them. It's not going to work for them, I maintain it. It would go off at a big nightclub, it's not going to work tomorrow really? night. I don't know, there's something about that song that has universal appeal. <laughs> no, 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 doing Dan Busters. Uh, let's go to the phones and say hello, Claire. Hi. Claire, tell Hi. us about your experience of songs such as that. Uh, well, my children are now 18 and 20, but when they were middle school age, so between 8 and 12, they used to have their school discos, and they used to have all the chart stuff, but they used to have the really cheesy songs as well, and they all used to join in doing all the actions because the DJ used to shout out to them or show them oh, no. what they had to do. And they <laughs> oh, it. well, there we well, go. Well, no, 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 we don't This is a great point, Claire, OK? <laughs> they may not know the music man, but I guess what you and I are saying here, actually, the more we think about this, it's Andy's duty no. to educate them <laughs> of that piece of music, show them the actions, and pass it on to that generation. Sure, I still am scarred by standing there collecting glasses at Pontins Holiday Camp in Brixham looking at people doing the music man. I always thought, you you absolute idiots. <laughs> I can't end up doing that in the future. Uh, Claire, good to speak to you. Uh, the other thing as well, I was wondering about playing something like George Michael Careless Whisper. Why? You see, I remember when I was a kid at the school disco having my first ever dance with a girl to that exact song. Yeah, mine was to Spandau Ballet's True, a young lady called Sophie. But Whoa. when you're talking specifically about tomorrow night, do you want to see your daughter, for example, having a slow dance tomorrow night? She's eight. That's a good point. Keep her away from boys. Keep her away from boys. <laughs> so no, no slow dance. That's a good point. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. So, just bricking it about uh, having agreed to do the DJing at my daughter's uh, school disco tomorrow. I've got no songs at all. And we're just going back to the party songs that you remember from the 80s, late 70s, or whatever. Do you think those kind of party songs would work in the context of modern eight year olds and above? I've got to be honest, um, I'd be bricking it like you if I, I was in your position. I'm really scared. Adam in Litchfield has texted 8 12 15. He's actually just gone onto YouTube and played the whole lot of Black Laces music. Music man. Oh, yeah. He said he's giving him an instant <laughs> smile. He reckons we should do it for the nation and actually play the whole thing right now. Oh, do you reckon we'd be able to squeeze it in? It'd be our last show, but it's worth a try. <laughs> uh, Bush and Richie score this goes right. Nelly the Elephant. I can remember running around swinging your arm like a windmill, then bundling everyone when the chorus kicked in, Yo. says Colin. Whoa. Dave says, What about Russ Abbott's Atmosphere? What a song. Here we go. Have a listen to this. Oh, 
happy atmosphere. You're clearing the room with this thing tomorrow, aren't you? I see. These are old classics, but will they work? Uh, Felicity is hanging on. I believe, if I've got this right, Felicity, you are actually doing a kids' disco tomorrow night. Is that right? I am, with zero experience. Right, same boat as me. Never done this before. You nervous as well, Felicity? I I am, and I I did my... um, If anybody hears this now, they'll they'll know that I've been swinging the lead a bit because I've been saying that I'm sorted on my playlist, but it was basically finished last night. All right, but you've not done anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's done now. But it was a last night job. It hasn't been done in advance, certainly. <laughs> OK, so in terms of these songs from the 80s and kids nowadays, uh, are there any songs you think that I could bust out tomorrow and maybe it might work for the kids? I think you've got to have a conga. Oh, hold oh. a minute. Here we go, here we go. Here we go. Do, do, do. Come on do the conga. <laughs> Still sounds good today, that's Black Lace. What do you reckon? What yeah. do you reckon, Felicity? Well, it's really tempting to play just the whole of the Black Lace party album because I have had a listen to it, but I <laughs> <laughs> was trying to prepare for this party, but definitely a conga. The kids always love it. Always love a conga. Great advice. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. On Monday, we announced that Ed Sheeran is going to be playing an intimate gig for Absolute Radio at the Islington Assembly Hall, 16th of November. We're about to play you a team from Ed's debut out. Oh, we did that anyway. Basically, Richie, what are we doing? Uh, we are about to play my phobias game. Uh, this is because uh, in the A-team, P.A. Brackers is afraid of flying. Yeah. So we've changed that to a quiz. It, it's a good idea, trust me. Go it's like with four it. or five degrees of separation, but it kind of works. <laughs> Our two contestants, let's meet them quickly before we play. Uh, Luke is on line one. You're right, Luke. Good evening, yeah, thank you. All no right. worries, you are up against Callie. Good evening, Callie. Hiya! Oh, she's lively. Isn't she? <laughs> where, where are you calling from, Callie? Uh, I'm calling from Telford in Shropshire. OK, representing Shropshire. And Luke, where are you representing? Uh, Warwickshire. OK, he's definitely uh, not quite as high energy as Callie, but, you know, different <laughs> approaches and all that. Callie, sit tight, because you are our second contestant. Luke, you're going to get your, fr- uh, your, three co- your, th- your three questions first. I'm too excited. Let's calm down and let's play. Luke, are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. Right, first question. Bathmophobia. Bathmophobia. Is it a fear of slopes and stairs or sinkholes? Oh, I'm going to go sinkholes. It's slopes and stairs. None out of one. Oh, OK. Apiphobia. Apiphobia. Is it a fear of cockroaches or bees? I'm going to go bees. Is correct. One out of two. Come on. Final question. Ligurophobia. Ligurophobia. Is it a fear of quiet noises or loud noises? Oh, loud noises. Is correct. Two out of three for Luke. Two out of three ain't bad. Well done, Luke. Up for grabs, of course, a pair of tickets to come and see Ed Sheeran play at our exclusive gig. Callie, these are your questions. Good luck. You need to get all three to win. Otherwise, two out of three goes to a tie-break. No pressure. First question. (laughs) Yeah. Did a scalinobifer... I'm going to read that... I'm, I'm going to read that again because I made a right mess of it. What's he like, Callie? What's he like? Did a scalinophobia? Did a scalinophobia? Is it a fear of nightclubs or schools? Mm. Nightclub? It's schools, I'm afraid. Okay. We've all got that fear. You definitely need to get this one right. You need to get this one right okay. to continue the quiz. 
Coolrophobia. Coolrophobia. Is it a fear of watercolour paints or clowns? Clowns. Is correct. Oh, oh, she gets this next one. She ties the game. Scolicophobia. Scolicophobia. Is it a fear of flying ants or worms? Oh. What do you reckon, Callie? Callie, need an answer. Worms? Is correct. Two out of three. As a radio presenter, I love a tie-break. <laughs> Absolutely love a tie-break. So it's two all. So whilst Luke and Callie were on hold, they were both asked a tie-break question. We have locked in their answers, but let's get them on air right now. Uh, in the event of the tie-break, the question is, how long is Ed Sheeran's debut album plus? Luke, what was the answer you gave? 58 minutes, 46 seconds. And Callie, mm. what was the answer you gave? One hour and five minutes. One hour and five minutes. The runtime of Plus is 49 minutes and 53 seconds. Luke, you are our winner. Well done, yes. Luke. You're right, Luke. Yes. <laughs> Good lad, you've won it. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Congratulations. You've won a pair of tickets to see Ed Sheeran perform live for Absolute Radio at Islington Assembly Hall Friday the 16th of November. Luke, who are you going to bring with you? Uh, well, probably my wife. Oh, look uh... at the disappointment in his voice. <laughs> Thanks for playing. For your next chance to win, make sure you listen to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show tomorrow morning from 6am. You can listen across any of our decade stations too. Good luck. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hoping I've got this right today. We've talked a lot over the last couple of days about the big coat protocol. Activate the protocol. It's gone cold. Get your big coat on. Well, it did go cold, and then it started to rain today, and it's gone a little bit milder. I've stuck with big coat, even though I was sweating cobs a bit earlier on. So I've stuck with my light coat, but I have yeah. now looked out my big coat in readiness for it. So you today, despairingly, bearing in mind it was tipping down and everything, you've still stuck with your small coat. T-shirt, small coat and a cap. Unbelievable. <laughs> Flagrant disregard for the weather systems. But here's the thing, right, and it was, it was kind of nice, it was also kind of quite melancholy. When I got the big coat out, just checking to see whether it still fitted, <laughs> I hadn't worn it for quite a few years and it was like suddenly getting into a time warp because when I put the coat on and I put my hands in my pockets, yeah. you're checking out the full fit. I pull out a little poo bag, kind of thing that you'd wrap a nappy up in. Right. But back in the day, I wasn't using them for that. It was for picking up dog poo and it was transporting me back to the days when I had a dog. Oh, and how long ago was it since you've had a dog? Many, many, many years. What was that dog's name? His name was Boddington. Oh, that's a good name for a dog. <laughs> that's a great name <laughs> for really a dog. Really good name for a dog. Shortened it to Boddy, and that sounded a little bit weird sometimes when you're shouting out for him to come back. Especially if you're in Wasteland, screaming <laughs> Boddy. <laughs> Although, then again, you are a dog walker, and they always seem to find them. But it was like a little pocket time warp. Yes, taking you back to when it was last used. Did it make yeah. you feel, like, happy or a bit sad then? I suppose melancholy. Oh, maybe uh, both. Melancholy, I think, is the word that would sum it up. So, I mean, weirdly you should say this because obviously I, I've dug out the big coat for, you know, this weather that's suddenly gone dead cold as well. In in the past week, I've, wore, I've got two big coats in rotation. 
okay? And I found the following things that have been secreted in different pockets that uh, <laughs> I've just found. First of all, Fisherman's Friends, a pack of Fisherman's Friends mint that I love. Now, they're not going to uh, get fluff attached to them because of the makeup of Fisherman's Friends. That's all right. Yeah, they, they've survived. Yeah. I and mean, this must be at least 12 months, but they still, I ate them. They're great. It's like, well, you know, you, know, you distill some whiskey you find on the bottom of the sea <laughs> in like an old boat or something. Like Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and then a ticket to a gig that I went to ages and ages ago, and the best one, £10 note. You may find an old bit of money. Yes. Maybe you put your jeans on and it's in the Johnny pocket you haven't used for ages or whatever. Old bit of money. Don't want them to be too old these days with the change of the notes. Exactly. That would be very frustrating. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we're talking about pocket time warps. Have you put your big coat on recently because the weather's suddenly... All right, George, enough of the trumpet, mate. Um, you've put your big coat on recently because it's got a lot colder. Put your hand in there and suddenly gone back in time. Richie found a poo bag from Boddington, his dog. Yeah. From how many years ago? Many years ago. This going to sound so callous. I can't even remember when he passed now. Oh. It's a while. So if you've put your hand in your pocket and found something, let us know. Weirdly, we've got a strange crossover of uh, texts and tweets going on because we've still got people tweeting in about what foods they want brought back. (laughs) So Neil's uh, tweeted Kedgeri, and I don't know whether he's (laughs) found Kedgeri in his pocket or he wants Kedgeri brought back. (sighs) Clarification would be great. Uh, Tom in London says, uh, were Richie's other pockets full of mayonnaise sachets? Uh, no. Mayonnaise, I'm going to trust myself here. I'm going to my rucksack over in the corner of the studio. Don't tell me you don't put it in your bag. Mayonnaise is kept in the front pouch of my rucksack. I really hope I can prove myself right here. Look at that. That's unbelievable. Contraband. Where's that go. from? Can you know where that's from? Uh, that was Burger King Fleet Services, I think. <laughs> uh, Adam Warren, I found a receipt uh. for petrol in an old jacket, 87p a litre. We'll never see the likes of that again. Amazing. Keep them coming in 8, 12, 15, Blink 182 next. Uh, we're after stories of the pocket time warps that you have fallen down. 81215 to text us. It's when you put on uh, a coat, trousers, whatever it is that has pockets and you discover something in them that takes you to a far, far, far away place. Carly from Watford says, I don't know if this counts as it wasn't a pocket, but I was once cleaning out some of my books and I found £50 note that I've been using as a bookmark. That's a good one. That is decadence as a bookmark, isn't it? £50 note? Who are you? Hugh Hefner? £50 is also the item Amazing. for Mark, who'd gone to Windsor Races for his 40th. Six months later, 50 quid in trousers. I'd forgotten I'd won. I was skint at the time. It's a big bonus. You, can I just say right now, I don't think I've ever had a £50 note on me. I would wouldn't know what one looked like. Mean it, I, I wouldn't even know these people here, Carly there, whatever that fella, just got them like hanging around. <laughs> Don't even notice when they've lost them. James says, I once put on a pair of jeans, winter ones that fit over my big boots for when it snowed, and I found £90 in the back pocket. Must have been two years since it last snowed stroke, I'd worn them, and I spent it on lager. Brilliant. Good for him. And this is fantastic. Alan in Twickenham. My wife found our spare car keys in her jacket pocket on Monday. She had fully blamed me for losing them, and I even admitted to losing them. Vindication. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Tomorrow morning, live from six, the Dave Berry Breakfast Show is back. Uh, you would have heard this morning uh, the excitement from uh, Dave and Matt as they discovered finally their very own eight-inch action figures that they'd uh, commissioned, uh, which they've uh, left on a shelf in the studio. Uh, I can't help be envious of these. This really reminds me, because they're amazing little replicas of the pair of them. It reminds me of, do you remember in Clash of the Titans... Go the amazing on. film where he picks him up and he can he can move him to any part of ancient Greece. <laughs> I feel like I can control the lives of Dave and Matt with these two. I've got the Dave Berry one here. Looks just like him. It's an incredible spitting image of it's a... It's amazing. It's done with, what is it, 3D printing? Yeah, is that what it is? I believe so. Dave, is he wearing, like, all leather? <laughs> it, look it looks like, like he's got it. all leather on. Isn't yeah. it? He should have a couple of zips on there and a billiard ball in his mouth. <laughs> Dyson, they have... Ju- well, I mean, they've captured both of them perfectly. Spot-on likeness. Dyson is is absolutely chilling. It's got the it's got the trademark hunch. Yes. Um, what I just can't get away... Is it just me? He he is flying low there. Why has nobody said this? Hold on a minute, let's have a look. His flies are down. Trust me, flies are down. He's got the standard Dyson look. He looks like someone who might sell you, sell you tickets to a gig out the front. <laughs> but you're... Oh, my God, you're absolutely right. He's got his flies open. Gaping flies. White underpants underneath. <laughs> yeah. And look at, the, look at this face on him as well. I He's know. quite proud of it. I know. Dyson, if this is on purpose, Dyson is the equivalent, and there was always one kid in each year who was flipping the bird in the school photograph. <laughs> That's what it is. Unbelievable discovery. We're going to need to tweet a photo of this. this yeah, is a yeah, Because yeah. this is quite expensive, these things as you well. You kind of can't really see it properly because he's got these bulging pockets. Steady. That over, no, of the oh, jacket just, that yeah, overhang yeah. the flies. So we'll get the flash on and you can see he's definitely gaping flies. Flash being the operative word. Keep an eye out on Twitter. This is unbelievable. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Where do you stand on wearing branded clothing? Uh, I don't mind it so much, but I just don't think... I can't see me with, like, uh, a Puma top or something. I think I'd look ridiculous. OK, if it's, uh, if it's not... If it's not sportswear, if it's, like, branded of a company or an organisation... How do you mean, though? Like... <laughs> the Met Police are launching a line of branded clothing and souvenirs. Oh, my word. Uh, yeah, so you know how, like, the NYPD, uh, very successful as a brand... I see what you mean, ..in the yeah. United States? Yeah. Met Police thinking, we'll have a little bit of this. So it's weird, because we had a Met Police team in our pub quiz uh, the other week, didn't we? I think there was a Met Police team as well in the uh, last qualifying round of the FA Cup as well, who did rather well. Yeah. They're very good on this, uh, but they're wanting to... It's a bit of a shame, really. They're wanting to raise money just to get some more bobbies on the beat. So that's the idea behind it. So in that respect, let's hope it works. Uh, But they're launching a line of branded clothing and souvenirs. (laughs) Uh, Brand experts say it's more likely to be popular amongst tourists. Really? As it's not really cool enough for Londoners to be walking down the street wearing a a Met Police T-shirt. What about a Met Police fleece? Imagine that. (laughs) At the moment, all you can buy uh, is a Bobby Bear, a new Scotland Yard pen, oh. or a wooden toy police car. Oh, look, if you can think of any different permutation of some of this, this uh, merchandise the Met Police can knock out, there must be other stuff they can come out with. Oh, yeah, branded hoodies. Branded hoodies. What about a Met Police gilet? The sky's the limit. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. All this talk, I tell you what, all this talk of karaoke songs and stuff like that, does it make you want to go do, and do some karaoke tonight? I'd love to do karaoke. What is your go-to karaoke song, Richie? Uh, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Wow, that's or, quite impressive. Uh, some Barry Manilow. Really? Club Tropicana. Oh, man, what a what Not a Club Tropicana, what am I on about? Um, Copacabana. 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 Yeah. At the Copa. Copacabana. My mum is obsessed with Barry Manilow, to the point where, back when I was a kid, she went on a boat over to see him play in Holland. Do you know what? The I'm loving this show, uh, doing it with you, yeah. but the one thing that I miss is being back in time for the one show, uh, because it is probably a biannual treat yes. for Barry Manilow's appearance on the one show and he is mesmerising did you he's see his face even more last mesmerising time? in HD and 4K oh, I've never seen anything like it <laughs> you know when they find someone that, that like, has been in like a boggy marsh since <laughs> Saxon times it looks like that I've never seen anything like it oh, it's like 3,000 years old uh, uh, good. Good. Enjoy, enjoy your rest of your night